Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Download the notes at kcm.org notes. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Believer's Voice of Victory. Billy Brim's back, and she's just got so many good things. You don't want to miss any of these broadcasts. Thank you, Billy, for coming. Bless the Lord. We're having a, f a fun time. Yes, we enjoy That's this. That's what my children used to say. Let's have a fun time. We're having a fun time looking at prophecies in the Psalms. Um, the Lord, the Bible, so much of the Bible is prophecy. He tells things before they happen. In fact, God said that that's the way you tell He's really God. And yeah. uh, there were some people who were nations roundabout with false gods and they were giving Israel trouble. And so the Lord says to them in Isaiah 41, 21, Produce your cause, saith Jehovah. Bring forth your strong reasons, saith the king of Jacob. They were against Jacob. Let them bring forth and show us what shall happen. Let mm -hmm. them show the former things what they be, that we may consider them and know the latter end of them, or declare us things for to come. Show us the things that are to come hereafter, that we may know you are gods. I would guess that they had them they, cold right there. They had them cold. God <laughs> said, you, you show us what's going to happen in the future, then we'll, then we'll, we'll believe we'll your listen. gods. Uh -huh. <laughs> they don't know the future. That's a so good the thing real to... God, His claim, the litmus test for Him being God is... And I'm going to read verse 26 here. Who hath declared from the beginning. He declares the end from the beginning. So even with Genesis right on, he's going to prophesy right on through the book of Revelation. Yes, and a, a large does. part of his prophecies, wow. and we've already read the ones uh, that have already been fulfilled in, in, in the Lord. Now we're going to be start to the future. Ooh, that's we're going gonna to be start good. to right now. The prophecies in the Psalms for right now. And so um, we're going to begin this with um, our Lord and how he answered the question of uh, those disciples that were following him. Uh, you know, the temple, there's the first temple and there was the second temple. The second temple in no way approached the glory of the first temple. So um, there was a rebuilding program that happened uh, during the lifetime of the disciples, the apostles and the Lord Jesus on the earth. And it took 34 years, and Herod, who was a genius killer and murderer, killed his own wife, killed his son, killed his best friend. But he also built a lot of buildings that are still standing today. And uh, he built, uh, he refurbished, he rebuilt the second temple. He made a, he put it up on a platform, a 39-acre platform, and built a wall all around it using huge stones. And when we go to Israel and take people there, they're always remarking just like those disciples. Look at those stones, how'd they do it? So um, coming out of the temple, uh, this is Matthew 24, 1. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. This new building project is just about finished. And Jesus said unto them, to, unto them, See you not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. I mean the temple is just now finished. And Jesus is prophesying that it's going to be thrown down? Oh, the disciples were concerned about that. Mm -hmm. So now we find that they have walked from the Temple Mount, Mount Maria, over to the Mount of Olives. So they've had quite a little walk here. Now tell me that la that last thing you said about when. What, where, where is that scripture? Uh, this is in uh, the 24th chapter of uh, Matthew. Oh, I'm in Luke. That's You're in Luke. Yeah, out. I'll just read this part to you and then you can go to Luke if you want to. 
So because it's the same event told by different gospel writers for different purposes. So Matthew 24. What? Matthew 24, verse 1. So he comes out of the temple and those disciples yeah. say to him, wow, look at these stones. And Jesus said, don't get your mind on those. They're coming down. There won't be one left upon another. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that scares them. So verse 3, as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, they've walked from the Temple Mount down the Kidron Valley up to the Mount of Olives. As he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? What is this temple coming down? And number two, what is the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? They've asked him two questions. Mm -hmm. I'm sure they thought they would happen right at the same time, but they didn't. Uh, the temple was destroyed, and then 2,000 years later, he's going to come and set up his kingdom. So they asked for signs. Give us a sign. What is the sign of your coming when you're going to set up this kingdom, when you're going to be uh, the kingdom, a visible kingdom? So here he gives the signs in Luke 21. And we're going to start, for the sake of time, we're going to start at verse 29. Luke 21, verse 29. And he spoke to them a parable. Behold the fig tree. The fig tree is Israel in this case. Joel 1, 6 and 7 tells us that. Behold the fig tree. It tells us that the fig tree was barked, stripped. Hmm. And this fig tree is Israel. And it was so stripped by these armies that came in and carried them off that it didn't bear fruit. Behold the fig tree. Watch Israel and all the trees. The trees are the nations of prophecy, the nations that the Old Testament prophets told you what would be happening in the end, in the day when Jesus comes. You watch the fig tree. You watch the nations of prophecy. When they now shoot forth, that means into the prophetic places that the prophet said where they'd be. You shall see and know of your own selves that summer is nigh at hand. So likewise ye, when you see these things come to pass, Know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, Ooh, but my word shall not pass away. When the prophecies concerning Israel, Israel coming back to its land, when those things happen and when the things happen in the nations that God prophesied, then you know that he's about ready to come and set up his physical kingdom. Now we're going to look at one prophecy in the Psalms regarding the nations and Israel. And that is Psalm 83. Psalm 83 uh, tells us about war. And uh, to me, it's not a war that begins like we can say World War II started on the day for the United States. World War II started on December 7th. 1941, when Japan bombed Pearl Harbor. So we had an ending date. Then we have a, a beginning date, rather, and we have an ending date in 1945 when they signed uh, peace in uh, both theaters. They signed peace agreement in Europe, and then they signed one so in the Pacific. So it started in 42. It started in 41. 41. Uh -huh. Oh, December. it was me that started in 42. Yeah, you started in 42. See, it's before you. You're such a baby. <laughs> And, and it ended uh, in, third, and in, in 45, 45, 1945. So that's World War II. We have a start date. We have an ending date. This war right here in Psalm 83 
We don't have a starting date and an ending date. To tell you the real truth, it's going on right now. And it rather started when God uh, brought the Jews back home and gave them their own country. He had prophesied that he's going to do this for more than a thousand years. He prophesied it from Genesis, really, that they got that land. It's their land forever. They'll be scattered, but they'll come Come back. back. And that's what Jesus said. Watch it. When they come back, then you know that I'm about ready to come and set up my earthly kingdom. So we, Gloria, Uh have seen them come back. Bless the Lord. Now, uh, when they came back, 1948, they're in the ovens in 1945. They get up out of the ovens. By 1948, they're back and they have a nation. The rebirth of Israel. Modern Israel is the rebirth of ancient Israel, just like God said it would happen. That made those nations roundabout so angry. And really, this war started then. And it's going on till this day. The nations, the peoples roundabout Israel. Israel is right in the middle of hostile country. And all those nations roundabout them are mentioned here in this chapter. This is prophetic. Prophetic in that, not that God wanted them to treat Israel this way. He didn't want them to. But he knew how they would treat mm-hmm. Israel. And so here is the prophecy. Let's read it now. Tell Psalm 83. 83. Psalm 83. This is a prophecy in the Psalms that is going on right now. Keep not thy silence, O God. Hold not thy peace and be not still, O God. For lo, thine enemies make a tumult. And they that hate thee have lifted up the head. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people and consulted against mm-hmm. thy hidden ones. They have said, come and let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. Mm. For they have consulted together with one, one consent. They are confederate against thee. Now notice that verse five says they're against you. And verse four says they came against us. Verse three and verse four. They're really against God. Uh, There is a midrash, which is a a parable kind of that is known and it is um, in the oral tradition of the Jews that David once said, if they could cut down the tallest trees and build the tallest ladder and get to you, they would. But since they can't, they attack us down here, your people. And that's what this is about that's right here. So they, they couldn't get to God, but they could get to his people. That's right. They can't get to God, so they get to his people. And uh, we've watched that with Israel all through the ages. God has made promises about Israel. And the enemy, he has incited people just to try to kill them all. Through the Crusades, through the Spanish Inquisition, through Tsarist Russia, and through uh, the ovens of Europe and Hitler. It's always been with the idea to wipe them out. Now, what about now, Gloria? What about it? What do they say in Iran now? Let's, let's, let's wipe them off the face of the earth. In the Islamic world, that's all around about them. Let's wipe Israel out. Let's, let's destroy Israel. And not only that, they want to destroy his people in the United States as well, which they consider as a Christian nation. But listen to that again. Let's read those verses again and see if that is what is exactly happening right now. For lo, verse 2, 
Your enemies make a tumult. They that hate thee have lifted up the head. Mm -hmm. They have taken crafty counsel against thy people. This is going to talk about a confederacy of nations and consulted against thy hidden ones. They have said, come, let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. I can remember recently that Iran under the mullahs, of course, the Shah of Iran wasn't like this in Western Iran. It's not so much the Iranian people as it is the, uh, their government. And the mullahs, they had a conference that said, what earth would be like without Zion? Zion meaning Israel and Jerusalem. What it would be like if we didn't have them? Just wipe them all off. For they have consulted together, this is a confederacy, with one consent, they are confederate against thee. Now, who are these people that are in, that are, that are in this um, confederacy right here? The Tabernacles of Edom. It's really a plot. Yes, it is. The Tabernacles of Edom. Edom is an, another name for Esau. It means red. Remember that he, he was uh, an Edomite. Mm-hmm. The Ishmaelites, where did the Ishmaelites come from? You remember that uh, Abraham had a concubine named Hagar yeah. and they have a son named Ishmael. Yeah. And those are the fathers of the Arabs, uh, Arabian nations. Ishmaelites of Moab, Moab is uh, Jordan and the Hagarenes. Uh, Gibal and Ammon. Ammon is even, Ammon, Jordan is the uh, capital of Jordan right now. Amalek, you remember he said he's against the Amalekites forever. Uh, Philistia with the inhabitants of Tyre. Uh, down where the Philistines lived is today Gaza. So that would be the area of Philistia. Here, and these are all Islamic nations. This is not speaking about Europe right here. This is speaking about Islamic nations. Asher, Assyria, is also joined with them. And they have helped the children of Lot. The children of Lot are Jordan, Moab, and uh, Ammon. Do unto them as unto the Midianites, as unto Sisera, to Jabin, at the brook of Kishon, which perished at Endor, they became as the dung of the earth. These people crying out to God. God's people are crying, do to them what you've done in these other cases. And we can find these in the Bible, these battles where God won it for them. Because here's what they said. And I have some little side notes here that I'll have to put these on to see. Who said, now here's what they said. Let us take to ourselves the houses of God in possession. The Hebrew literally says pastures. In other words, land. These confederate people have said, let us, take, let us take into our possession the land of God, the Eretz Israel. Let us have it. Remember, that's land for peace. They want to have two states. They want to have a Palestinian state. Mm -hmm. That's what they're saying. Let us take it to ourselves for possession. Uh. That's not what God said. God said, who gets it? And God marked out the borders. And for any nation to push a two-state solution is a terrible, terrible thing. We need to pray that the United States of America gets out of any such yes, Lord, uh, a push to make a two-state uh, a two-state out of the promised land. Let's pray it's just that a, today it's before just a, we get it's just a little land. Pray for our America that we'll stay on the yeah, right side, right? That's right. 
Now here's what they cry out that God would do. Oh my God, make them like a wheel as the stubble before the wind, as the wind burns a wood and as the flame sets the mountains on fire. Persecute them with your tempest and make them afraid of your storm. Fill their faces with shame that they may seek your name, O Jehovah. Let them be confounded in trouble forever. Let them be put to shame and perish that men may know that thou, whose name alone is Jehovah, are the most yes, high amen. over all the earth. It's a sign. Not Allah. No. Or Allah, as some people say, but Jehovah. You bring them into judgment. You bring forth, Manifestation you bring forth Israel that they may know. Now, I am, of, I, am, I am really pretty well convinced that in Ezekiel 38 and 39, which speaks of a war, which allies come down into Israel and God defeats them by signs and wonders and hailstones. He says he does it that men may know that he's Jehovah. I really think in some of these wars, when such a real victory comes from the hand of God that everyone can see, and that's what those people would, would show, call the Jews. They would call them the people of Jehovah, and they're the people of the law. But he's going to do this. Now, you do this, Lord. You, you bring forth this judgment so that they can know that you are the Most High. I think there will be a lot of people turn to God in judgment, even in the judgments of yeah. the wars. Praise the Lord. I can see that. So this is going on right now. This is not a war with a starting date, except you might say when the Jews came back in 1948, and it, it won't have an ending date until they stop pressing Israel. Praise it's going on right now, in other words. Glory to God. Wow. 15 seconds, Billy. You got anything else for 15, 15 seconds? 15 seconds? Surely. Uh, in this, I wanted to point out, and I didn't take time okay, to do go it. Ahead. This means the elements of a storm. Often in the Old Testament, when you're reading about God's judgments, it will have the elements of a storm, of a whirlwind. Mm. And so uh, that's, that's one sign of judgment. And here they call for that storm that God is, that whirlwind that He is, to bring forth a supernatural victory. Praise God. Oh, good. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's teaching from Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Be sure to get the notes at kcm.org slash notes. And remember, Jesus is Lord.